Ladies and guys who aren't talking to more women, Andy here, author of the best Tinder guide on the internet, and guy whose arms hurt like shit. This is the Kill Your Inner Loser podcast. Let's fucking go. Just went to the gym. I had a bit of a, a weird ex- experiment. Experiment. Why is that such a hard word to say? I had a weird experiment this week. I decided, you know, to see what would happen if I went to the gym and just trained upper body only for five days. So I did a bunch of arm workouts. My arms are fucking killing me. It was fun. I don't think I'm going to do that again. I don't. Somehow I don't think that's the ideal training regimen. I, th- I think my coach would kick my ass. When I tell him on our next coaching call, I'm sure he's going to say, why did you skip legs, you fucking retard? So that was a fun experiment. Anyway, we are going to tell, or I'm going to tell, we, I, there's several of me, I, Andy, I'm going to tell a little story to hopefully drill into you guys a concept that I talk about all the time, which is the solution to all of your problems, or most of your problems, most of your girl problems, is to go and talk to more girls. So, for those of you who followed my content for a while, who followed me for a while, you know I'm a kinky little fucker. I don't always talk about kinks, but, you know, I'll sprinkle my kinks in here and there. I like a lot of weird shit. I like a lot of fun shit. Shouldn't kink shame. I don't want to kink shame myself. I like a lot of interesting stuff. And one of my biggest fantasies is pregnant women. I am an absolute sucker for pregnant women. Like, holy shit. If I see a pregnant woman outside, God fucking bless the the earth that she walks on. I'm just like fucking ready to go, right? I love pregnant chicks. And so I've slept with two pregnant chicks in my life. Hell of a lot of fun. One of them was really overweight, so it wasn't super fun, but she was a sweetie. It was still fun. And the other chick was just like thin, stunning, very fucking pregnant. Oh my God. Fucking amazing. And so I've been on a, you know, I won't say I'm on a mission, but I'm open to meeting another pregnant chick, right? Anytime I see a pregnant chick on Tinder, which is pretty rare, I will blast her with a super like. Here, have all my fucking super likes. I will simp hard for you, baby. I will buy 50 super likes and you can have all of them, right? I try harder with pregnant chicks. I matched with this pregnant chick a couple of days ago and, you know, I spout the BDSM lines. Me and my girlfriend want to do BDSM. Are you into threesomes? Do you want to try BDSM? She goes, oh my God, yes. Like I've always been into that. I tried it once. Oh my God, I want more, blah, blah, blah. Super fucking hot pregnant chick, seven months pregnant, big fucking dirty tits. I love that. I love the pregnant tits, big fucking pregnant belly, covered in tattoos, looks like a bad bitch. I love that shit. Super sweet as well. We get all the way to the point of like, you know, what's your phone number? Let's go grab a coffee or a drink. No fucking reply for several days. And most of you will know, you know, after like five days of no reply on Tinder, she's probably not going to fucking reply, right? She's distracted by whatever else. She wasn't that serious about meeting, blah, 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 whatever fucking reason, right? I realized this morning, I realized something. It, it just hit me this morning. I was like, huh, what about that pregnant chick that matched with us? I wonder what, ha- like, I forgot to go and, I don't know, fucking, I just forgot about her. It's been like five or six days. I had completely forgotten about her. And again, for full context, pregnant chicks are something that I really, 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 really fucking want. It's like number one on my sexual bucket list. Number one. And so it was kind of weird to me that I had forgotten about her. Because normally, or a lot of the time in the past, if I meet a pregnant chick or I'm texting a pregnant chick, I'm like, oh my God, I fucking hope she meets me, blah, 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 blah. And so I was thinking like, how did, like, why did I forget her? And obviously, the obvious fucking truth jumped out at me. Well, because I have in my phone right now 
like seven other, I'm looking at my phone, like seven other girls that I have either scheduled a date with in the next week or two, whether they rock up to that date, show up to that date is a different story. Girls have been a little flaky or very fucking flaky the last couple of months with Christmas time, with the holidays, with COVID going around in Australia. We're finally getting COVID now. We, you know, zero COVID fucking failed as if that was ever going to work. But now we're getting a bunch of COVID. So all of you other countries that have had COVID for the last two years, we've pretty much kept it out. And so we're now basically, well, everyone is freaking out as if it was 2020 again. You know, we're just getting a first touch of COVID. So people are quarantining. Anyone who knows someone else who might have run into COVID is quarantining. Lots of businesses are shut down. Like they're literally shut down because they're like, our staff have COVID, so we can't open. So chicks are being flaky is the the, the bottom line there. And so I'm not 100% sure we're going to meet these chicks. But anyway, in my phone right now, I have seven chicks. And I think Imogen has a couple of other ones that she's talking to that have either scheduled a date with us in the next week or we're about to, like we're going through the motions of like, let's schedule a date. And through all of that, I completely forgot about the fucking pregnant chick. Like, why would I remember her? She's literally not that fucking, she's one in eight. Well, she's technically like one in 30 because there's 30 or so girls on Tinder that I'm also talking to. And Imogen has a bunch on her Tinder and her hinge. So... The point here is something that I've said repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Whenever you're getting hung up on a chick or you're getting frustrated that she's not replying or you feel like, damn, I really want to sleep with this girl. I really hope she replies. The answer is go and talk to more girls. Yes, still try with this chick. Yes, still text her, still do all that shit, of course. But you want to make sure that you're talking to other girls so you don't drive yourself crazy obsessing about this one girl who's taking too long to respond to your texts or who flakes on you or who ghosts or who, you know, in this case, just hasn't replied and probably is never going to reply. You basically want to be at a point where you're so damn busy talking to other girls that you don't even remember if a girl flakes on you or doesn't reply. I mean, maybe a week later, like I did, you go, oh, fuck oh, there was that girl that stopped replying, but it doesn't really bother you. You're not sitting there going like, oh my God, how do I get her to re-engage? I see this a lot. It happens a lot, especially with like pickup artist material. A lot of dating gurus will give you all these strategies of how to get a girl to re-engage. What do I do if she stops responding? Here's what you do. You go and talk to other women. If she stops responding, she's either super busy or she's not that into you or dating wasn't a priority, or she doesn't find you super attractive, or she's on her period, or her friend fucking, her her friend's cat died, or she watched a sad movie and now she doesn't want to meet men, or one of 500,000 other things that you can't change. And if you sit there trying to re-engage every single girl, I'm telling you from experience, from trying this for years and years and years and years and years and and using every single strategy under the sun, 99% of girls will not re-engage with you. They won't. They stopped responding for a reason, and no matter how sick your text game is, she's not going to re-respond. And even if you could get her to re-engage, do you really want to be chasing a girl that hard? Some of you like the chase. I understand that. Some of you are chase hunters, but the majority of you guys listening, the majority of you guys who like my stuff, you like my stuff because I'm all about honesty. I'm all about not playing games. I'm all about finding girls who like you. As Mark Manson said, you want to find the girls who are, who are a fuck yes. They're either a no or they're a fuck yes, but somewhere in between, no, 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 count that as a no. So if she's a maybe, that's a no. If you have to re-engage her, that's a no. If you have to chase her, 
over and over and over again, that's a no. And I'll be clear, I'm not saying don't try. I'm not saying if she takes half a day to respond or a day to respond to your text that you immediately cut her out. No, 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 I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if you are genuinely trying and a girl just stops fucking responding and maybe you ping her a couple of days later with a question mark, you just send her a question mark or you just send her a like, hey, you didn't respond to my text. I Sometimes I would just send a question mark, nothing else but a question mark. If she doesn't respond to that, you're done. Or if she responds to that with a half-assed answer and, you know, then again, she goes several days without replying, like, yeah, it, the, the writing is on the wall. The medium is the message. She's not that serious about meeting you. So let it go. Go talk to more women. And you want to be talking to more women anyway. While, you know, while you're talking to this one particular chick who's taking her time or she's not responding or whatever, you want to be talking to a bunch more women. Even if you're talking to a woman and it's going fabulously, you still want to be talking to multiple women. Why? Because women flake all the goddamn time. I mean, I guess you can say people flake, but women flake all the goddamn time for a variety of reasons. And you can't predict who will flake. You can't predict who will meet you. I've been doing this for like seven years and I still can't predict which girls will actually turn up on my fucking not on my doorstep, but will actually show up to the date. I can't predict. I can't. I literally cannot predict. And anyone who tells you that they can predict is full of shit. Everyone who know, everyone I've spoken to about this shit who gets laid all agrees, yes, I don't know if I'm going to get laid. I don't 100% know if I'm going to get laid until the second my penis is in her. Before that, anything could happen. The number of times you have a girl that you have a good feeling about, or you are 100% certain that she's going to meet you, or she tells you over and over again how serious she is. I did a YouTube video saying, stop saying how serious you are. Anytime, you, anytime a girl says, I'm so serious about meeting you, or I'm, I'm really going to meet you, it's like half the time you're full of shit. If you're serious, you just meet. You don't need to convince someone you're, you're serious. So there is no way to predict who's going to actually show up. There's no way to predict who's going to flake. There's no way to predict who's reliable. There's no way to predict who's going to be loyal. There's no way to predict. And when I say loyal, I mean, maybe I should say reliable. Like who's going to keep seeing you for a reasonable amount of time? Who's going to show up when you actually invite her to show up? There's no way to predict that. There's certain indicators that make it more or less likely that she will. Like if she's really fucking crazy. And she says like, you know, my life is just hectic and crazy. And I, I'm, I'm so disorganized. Like, yeah, she's probably going to fucking forget your date, but that's still not even a guarantee or the opposite. A girl who seems like a bookworm. She's like a nerdy type. She seems like a good girl. And then you set a fucking date and she goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I, you know, I forgot it's my grandmother's fucking birthday or Hey, sorry, my friend's sad. Or, you know, I've had girls say like, I've had the dumbest fucking reasons for flakes. I've literally had girls say my best friend is on her period. And so I'm going to have to go and comfort her. Wow. What a, I mean, I respect the loyalty to your friend, but like what an obscure reason you can flake for whatever fucking reason you want is your life. But like props for the creativity on that one. So you can't predict the answer is go talk to more women. Always be talking to multiple women at once. Don't sit there and get hung up on one chick because you end up just breaking your own heart. You really do. You get all worked up, all excited about like, oh my God, I love this chick. You know, I could have done that with this pregnant chick, right? Oh my God, like she's pregnant. She's so sweet. Like she's really sexy as well. Like tattoos. She really wants to do BDSM. She keeps telling me that my girlfriend Imogen is really hot and she can't wait to meet her. Like all this shit. And then I say like, cool, that's great. What's your phone number? Let's organize a coffee. No fucking reply. So don't 
break your own heart. Don't have these big expectations. Yes, you can get excited. I still get excited. But be excited from a grounded, rational place. As in, let yourself get excited and say, I'm re- I'd really like to meet her. She seems really cool. But if it doesn't happen, that's fine. I have other women that I'm talking to. And another thing you can do, maybe I should have put this in the article I wrote, you know, about talking to more girls. Have your own mission going on. Have your own shit. It doesn't just have to be you're talking to more women. Have other stuff that you do. You hang out with your boys. You go to the gym. You have, you know, a financial goal. You're, you're either working on a promotion or you're building your own business or you're researching it. You know, you're losing weight. You're gaining muscle. You're building your social skills. You're reaching enlightenment and, and bringing out your spiritual side. You're trying to figure out the meaning of life. Like whatever the fuck it is that you're into. Do that shit. Focus on that shit. Make that the center of your life. And girls are part of that. Girls are obviously a goal. Girls are a lovely bonus. Girls are fucking fabulous. But don't put all your eggs in one basket here. Or if you do, as in if you're obsessed with getting laid, like that's your mission. You just want to get more experience. Fine, fine, fine. Brilliant. I did that for a long time. But I still had other shit that I was doing. I would still hang out with friends. I still went to the gym. I was still working on my self-improvement, my appearance. I was still going outside and talking to women and learning how to do that and conquering my approach anxiety. I had shit that I was working on. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and go, you know, I'm just going to talk to this one girl or maybe one or two girls and really hope it works out. No, talk to a ton of girls, go to the gym, work on other shit, post on my forums, you know, make friends be part of the community if you want to, all that kind of shit. Do other shit. Listen to podcasts. Have your own shit going on. Yes, I get for a lot of you that women is your main goal right now. Like I said, it was for me for the longest time. Brilliant. Great. But still have other things that you're doing. And anytime you do schedule a date, I've talked about this a million times. Let's say you schedule a date for Monday, 6 p.m., right? With some chick. Have a backup option. Like in your head, literally say, if she doesn't rock up, I will you know, go home and have an early night or I'll go hang out with my friend Dave. I'll, I'll text Dave and see if he wants to hang out. I'll go for a walk. I'll go to the gym and get in an extra workout. I'll go home and write a video, write an article or I'll, I'll do a YouTube video or I'll just listen to these podcasts that I've got saved or there's this movie that I've really wanted to be watch to, to watch for a while. I'll go and catch that or there's this restaurant I've always wanted to check out. I'm going to go there and treat myself. If she doesn't show up, that's cool. I'll go there. Like have some sort of backup option so that then when she does flake, you can go like, oh, that's fine. Like, that's cool. I'll go do this other shit. Like you're literally not bothered. You already know immediately what you're going to do. You don't have to sit there when you're angry and, and frustrated and go like, fuck, what am I supposed to do now? She's ruined my night. Oh God, I don't feel like doing anything now. You need to know exactly what you're going to do. You need to have that in your mind ready to go. And you need to just go and fucking like do that like immediately. And obviously the most magical place to be in, the best place to be in, you know, is the place I'm in right now, which I'm really fucking grateful for. I'm grateful to myself for all the hard work I put in over all those years to get here. You know, the place where you have like four, I think I've got like three dates booked in the next week. And then there's another couple of girls that we're waiting to, you know, they confirm like having a bunch of dates booked in. So then if one or two or even fucking three of them flake or reschedule or just cancel, you know, you're not super bothered. Yes, it's frustrating, but like, it's, I won't even say it's frustrating. It doesn't even have to be frustrating. When they don't show up, you're like, yeah, that's cool. I literally already had a plan. If anything, it's kind of cool because I wanted to do my backup plan anyway. Like, you know, I'm going to go and do that. And then I still have a couple of girls that will show up and, and will meet me. 
So, like, what do I care that these girls didn't show up? If anything, it's their loss. You know, we would have gone to a bar. We would have had a fucking great time. I would have entertained them. They would have entertained me. We would have liked each other. I would have taken them home. I would have fucked their brains out. Like, you know, if anything, they missed out. And don't say that in a combative way. Don't be like, oh, well, fuck these bitches. I guess you lose, idiot. You, you Like, no, it's not coming from that sort of energy. But it's more just like, oh, it's a pity. Like, we would have had fun. You know, you probably would have really liked me. We would have had fun together. I would have shown you a great time. We would have had wild sex. Like, that's all right. You, you can go and meet someone else. That's fine. Like, I'll meet one of the chicks that will meet me. And I'll have a, I'll put my energy into her. When she actually shows up, when she has sex with me, she gets all my energy. She gets my, you know, gratitude for showing up, you know. Yeah, it's great that you showed up. Like, this is fucking awesome. I really like reliable women. You're awesome. Let's go have a fucking good time together. So that's the best position to be in when you have a bunch of girls, you know, booked in or even just chicks you're talking to or fuck hell, even if you don't have that, if you just have some matches on Tinder that you're talking to, if you just go outside and talk to a bunch of women, if you just know that there are options for you. Even if right now you don't have any dates booked in, if you're just out there on that grind, like talking to women or beating your approach anxiety or on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, like if you're just working on it, a lot of the time that makes you feel better. And hell, even if you're in the beginner, beginner, beginner stages where you don't even have any matches yet, maybe you have a ton of weight to lose. Maybe your pictures aren't great yet. Maybe you literally, you know, cannot go outside and talk to women yet because you're working on it. You're going through your approach anxiety, you know you're just not there yet, fine. At least be dedicated to your self-improvement. Be going to the gym, be working on your approach anxiety, be you know improving your Tinder pictures, be losing weight. Now you know, or, or when you're doing that stuff, you know, if I just keep working on this, I will eventually be at a point where I have abundance. So, I mean, technically I have abundance, it's just future abundance. Okay, cool. Like I don't need to stress too much about this one particular girl who's taking too long to reply. I can just tell myself, yeah, like six months from now, I won't be having these issues because I will have like five girls that are messaging at once. Or if you have a long way to go, fine. A year from now, I won't be having these issues. Three months from now, I'll be having less of these issues. Another month from that, a little less. Another month from that, a little less. You know, it's not binary. You don't just wake up one day and all your issues go away. They get better over time as you improve yourself, as you build more confidence, as you understand what you're doing and get better at it. So you can even tell yourself that you have future fucking abundance. But the point here is there are a bazillion quadrillion women out there. There are plenty of women. I promise you, if you don't feel like you have a lot of women in your life, improve yourself and you will. That's why we always put self-improvement at the center of all of our advice, because that really is the game changer. It's it's really the thing that's required. You have to get yourself to a point where you're a competent man, where you look decent. We have like a little bit of confidence. You don't have to be super confident. You'll build on that over time, but you do have to look decent, not amazing, but decent. If you can look good, that's even better. If you can, if you can look like a God, most of your problems go away. But yeah, talking to more women is always the solution to pretty much most of your fucking problems. Have a bunch of numbers in your phone. Don't stress if a pregnant chick doesn't reply to you because you might find you get to a point, like I said, where you kind of just forget that the girl who flaked on you or who stopped replying even exists because you're too busy booking in dates with the others. And, you know, when I think about that chick, the, the pregnant chick who didn't reply, I do genuinely feel like, well, I'm meeting all these other fucking hot chicks. like. Yeah, I would have liked to meet you, but damn, these other girls make my fucking dick hard from the pictures that they've sent me already. Like, I'm good. Like, yeah, I would have liked to meet you, but like, I'm fucking good. I got more than enough over the next week. Plus, I have fucking Imogen as well. So, you know, I'm good. 
So get yourself to that point. It's a beautiful fucking point to be in. In the meantime, all you can do to, or what you can do to get yourself there is just go talk to more women. Talk to as many women as you possibly can. Obviously, when you're doing that, still try with every woman, still see her as a human being. I don't feel like I massively need to tell you guys that, but don't become so numbers focused that you become a robot. I have seen a couple of people do that in the past where you literally don't even try with each girl now because you're just going like, well, it's a numbers game, so I'm not even going to care about any of the women or even try remotely or give them any of my attention or time or effort. I'm just going to talk to them as if they're a fucking number. Like, No, put in a little bit of effort. Yeah, put in a bit of effort. But remind yourself that there's plenty more fish in the sea. Don't stress if a pregnant chick doesn't reply to you. One more thing I'll leave you guys with. Uh, One of the girls that I've got a date booked in with next week is from uh, fucking FetLife. So I have shat on FetLife in the past. I've complained about it. I mean, I say that. I've mentioned one time that I didn't like the platform. I'm not really someone that fucking complains, am I? So... One time I said I didn't really like FetLife because I had tried it in the past. I decided to randomly, you know, make a FetLife account, a FetLife profile for Imogen and I. We did like a couples account, right? And we have all our BDSM artwork up on there. We've we've taken, for those of you who don't know, we've done a bunch of like fancy, you know, proper professional photography. You know, I have a camera and some fancy lights and stuff. We've done like BDSM artwork and like nude artwork, like Bordeaux, Bordeaux photography. I can't fucking pronounce that word. Bordeaux, whatever. I think Bordeaux is like a type of wine or it's a place in France or some shit, whatever. Uh fancy photography, nude artwork, nude photos. And so I put all that shit up on there. I put a profile saying, you know, like Imogen and I are looking for girls who want to be mentored and, and, you know, encouraged and taught and learn BDSM and make you a more well-rounded person. Basically what I do with my fucking coaching, but for, for girls, obviously for free. So we put that profile up and we've had a couple of people like message us, which I was surprised at because that didn't happen the first time I ever made a, a, a fat life. So We've had a couple of chicks hit us up. Um, one in particular, we have a date booked in next week or at the end of next week. I don't know if she's going to show up. Like I said, it's been a bit flaky lately, but you know, we'll see how we go. So I thought I'd throw that out there. I take back every horrible thing I said about FetLife. I still don't like the platform. I don't like the way it's set up. I don't like most of the people on there, but I think maybe it's worth if you're someone that has a bunch of like really professional artwork, which is going to be like 0.001% of you. But I think if you have some really fancy artwork, either of yourself, like fully clothed or of you with women fully clothed or best of all of women and yourself like nude, like professional, like nude, high quality, like our photos are pretty fucking good. Like if you have a portfolio, maybe it's worth just setting it up and you don't even have to do anything. Just make sure you put your location, join a couple of groups that are in your location, and then don't really need to do anything else. And you'll find that some chicks will just randomly, I'm talking like one a month. It doesn't happen very often. Once a month, they might send you a message saying like, hey, you know, I saw your profile. Would you like to get a coffee? So it seems, at least from what I've seen so far, again, don't take my, don't take all this with a grain of salt. None of this counts until my dick actually enters a pussy from a girl on there. It's all just theoretical before that. I talk about this all the time. Make sure people have proof when they talk about like, oh, this platform is a great place to get laid. No, no, no. You need to actually get laid before you say it's a good place to get laid. But preliminarily right now, yeah, maybe it's okay. We'll see. We'll see. 
I, I feel like I'm just going to keep it running in the background. And, you know, if it brings in one new girl every like three months or something or every six months or something, that be, could be cool. Even if girls just hit us up and want to do some photos. We've had a couple of girls hit us up that have their own like OnlyFans or something. And they're looking to us to be their photographer. Obviously, we'd have sex with them like for the OnlyFans content, but sort of like a collab. Like I get to keep the photos and put them on my website and they get to keep the photos and put them on OnlyFans. So we'll see how that goes. Thought I'd throw that out there for any of you guys that have decent photos of yourself or who want to get into it. There's a bunch of you who have cameras and shit. I would recommend you set up a portfolio, um, like, like aim to set up a portfolio. Like don't just snap a bunch of random photos, like actually put a little bit of thought into each one you do, come up with some cool concepts and some cool camera angles and some cool lighting. And, you know, don't just take a photo of like my dick in her pussy that gets boring pretty quick. Try and have a little bit of like conceptual, like concepts for each photo. Maybe she's on her knees looking up at you. Maybe you have a collar and chain with a leash, you know, around her neck. Maybe she's in handcuffs and you take a close up of the handcuffs, like, like put just the tiniest little bit of thought into it. Throw a couple of photos up there, see what happens. If any of you try it, you know, send me an email or whatever. Let me know how it goes. I have had some people in the past who got laid on FetLife. Not a lot. Like I said, it's usually like once every three months, once every six months, they'll get laid. But I feel like if you just build a profile and just leave it there and check it, you know, once a week or once every two weeks and see if you have any messages, maybe it's worth it. We'll see. Anyway, side tangent there. Go out there. Talk to a bunch of girls. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Make sure you're talking to lots of girls and you'll probably find, like I have, that you just kind of forget about the girls. This has always been a theme for me. Whenever I'm talking to lots of girls at once, I literally forget about the ones that stopped replying. And maybe once a week or, or once every two weeks, randomly, I'll just have a thought of like, oh, I was talking to this chick. I was kind of excited to meet her. And then she just stopped and like, I don't care anymore. Like, oh, isn't that interesting? Like, I have that thought all the fucking time. So go out there, talk to a bunch of girls. As always, go crush those mother flipping goals. Yeah, boy, crush those goals. Goddamn.